I'm going to level with you to start with. I did not think that we would ever get here. When I say here, I mean at long last, beginning tomorrow, we are going to have baseball in the major leagues. And I could go into reasons why that's upsetting to me, but I prefer not to. Because as a phrase that I said quite a bit last season still holds true, which is life goes on and so do I. So like it or not, boys and girls, life is going to move on. We are going to start with baseball season and we're going to, for this edition of this show, profile a league that's celebrating a special anniversary that got overlooked because of the pandemic. It's upsetting that it has because it involves a very, very special group of people whose museum I went to visit. I've gone to visit quite a few times. And as a matter of fact, Gayla joined me for her first visit no more than four years ago. We're going to talk about the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues, and we'll start doing that on the other side of this break. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast, wanting to remind you once again that I have my own Facebook page for this show. It's the New Directions podcast at RKC70. It details features that I will be sharing on the show, some that I've shared already, and gives you opportunities, if you so choose, to suggest some things to talk about along the way, too. So please take a moment whenever you're on Facebook and stop by the New Directions podcast at RKC70 and have a look around, and I hope you enjoy what you see. To kind of give you some background on the person, especially that is in charge of this particular museum, I'd like to have him kind of share with you a Royals background story that seems rather appropriate for this year. Under the heading from June 23rd, together we're always stronger. Bob Kendrick, take it away. Often in life, we're faced with adversity in ways we never imagined. How we react to those challenges defines who we are. And while the world seems so fragile right now, It's best to remember that there is so much more that unites us than divides us. Whether it's a virus from nature or the virus of hate, our collective love and respect for one another can overcome any obstacle life may throw our way. To the healthcare professionals, grocery store workers, and everyone who stepped up to the plate against COVID-19, we thank you. To the peaceful protesters, our city officials, and all who stand against racism and inequality, And while we await the return of our great fans to the cave, know this, there will be baseball. Major baseball. Warriors baseball. There'll be solar smashes and salvage smashes. The flags will keep flying and the fountains will keep flowing. 
Those were the words of Bob Kendrick, who is the vice president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And this museum is a very big part of history. Baseball history, especially here in Kansas City. They have a lot of featured products. For those of you who have never, ever been to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Why the heck haven't you? You will be immersed in history so fast, it won't, it'll keep you there for quite a while. They had a safe reopening, of course, recently. June the 16th, they reopened under coronavirus emergency limitations. They have detailed information from their website, nlbm.com slash nlbm reopening. Was there a dash there? There was. Guidelines for detailed information on new procedures and how to purchase tickets. Let's just go there first of all. Let me see. The visit will be different due to the spread of the virus, but safety is the top priority for our guest staff and volunteers. In conjunction with our neighbor, the American Jazz Museum, and guided by advice from health agencies at the local, state, and federal level, the museum has adjusted its operations to provide a safe opportunity for you to visit. Get back up there. The museum will reduce its hours, open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and noon to four on Sunday. Museum galleries will be closed on Mondays and Labor Day. We, the reserving special hours, of course, they did on the 4th from 10 a.m. to 2. You can get museum passports. There are, it's a safe visitor experience. Walk-up visiting is strongly discouraged without advanced reservations. I'm... Not going to spend the time talking about their limitations here. I see there is absolutely no reason, I don't believe, for that at this point. If you wanted to follow it on the website, feel free to do so. This is the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. People. You can get the Stratomatic game from there. There, there are some of the feature items that they talk about. I am reaching now for my book, A Stadium of Royal Memories, which is the first book that I wrote, for those of you who may or may not already know this. I am going to, here we go, share with you basically my background story of it that I shared with you in Stadium of Royal Memories. 
Chapter 10 in the book is On Class Personified, A Dream Come True, and Finally Taking Notice. And this is, and I'll just go ahead and read you this story, and we'll t give you some, and then talk about the book as our next commercial. I've had the privilege of meeting a lot of celebrities, especially in the game of baseball. One night in 2004, before a Kansas City T-Bones game, I met someone very special. That someone's name was Buck O'Neill. And it was a thrill to spend as much time as I could with this legend. This man truly loved the game of baseball and the city of Kansas City. He especially loved the Royals and T-Bones. He did so much for the game of baseball nationwide and really made a difference. I wish that the National Baseball Hall of Fame Veterans Committee would have found a way to induct him into the hall, but he didn't have enough votes. He passed away on October the 6th of 2006. On October 24th of 2007, he was posthumously given the Lifetime Achievement Award named after him by the Hall of Fame. The way I see it, that was good, but not good enough. They could have done more. But thankfully, here in Kansas City, more was done. A statue was given to the home of a place that was very special to Buck. Inside a place where he had a lot of influence, the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Originally, the museum was founded in 1990 by Buck and two other former Monarchs players. It has moved twice, in 1994 and 1997, settling into its current position at 18th and Vine in 1997 next to the Jazz Museum. And, that, and as I mentioned at the top, I visited three times, with Gayla joining me for her first in 2016. Once you step inside the museum, you will find yourself in the midst of Negro League's baseball history. How the league was formed, where, who were some of the top stars, what their lockers were like, how they traveled, and even a, ma even a mask and chest protector, once worn by a Negro League umpire, would be found here. From my first visit in 2008 to Gala's first with me, we both had the same feelings. We were both awestruck and felt like we were a part of something very special. And, I, and as I said before, if you're a fan of Kansas City baseball or even just the Negro Leagues, a visit to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is a must. You'll be glad you did. The museum has attracted such a big following through the years that even Major League Baseball is starting to take notice. In June of 2017, the offices of Major League Baseball presented a check for $1 million with an M dollars to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And as I wrote on my Royals Nation page, Bob Kendrick, my hat is off to you. You have something special in Kansas City, and Major League Baseball is finally taking notice. As fans of baseball in Kansas City, Gayla and I enjoyed our visit very much. Buck O'Neill, you were class personified. You left a lasting legacy in the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, and I love listening to you sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Your memory will live on. To learn more about the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, please visit their website at nlbm.com. Baseball has brought us out of very, very painful times. And this, obviously, that we're going through right now has been such.
I'm going to try to get up here, and I'm trying to do this as I'm sharing it with you. Buck singing, take me out to the ball game. Someone had recorded it. I do not know what year it was. Just a second here. I'm trying to get that up. Buck O'Neill brought a lot of class to Kansas City. And a lot of people had sat, had sat him on the, had sat rather in the same spot, calling the Buck O'Neill legacy seat. Here we go. We just got him here. Perfect. It was set up in 2017. It was released, I should say, at that time. And I want to, I want to go ahead and play this at this point. And I want to share a little bit more from Buck O'Neill on the other side of this break, too. This will take us to the break. Here is Buck with Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I'm not too much of a saint. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. We'll root, 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 root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. One, two, three strikes you out at the old ball. We'll be right back. Ours is a strength like no other. Born of grit, determination, endless resilience. It's a physical, mental, emotional strength. It's about character, purpose, possibility. But one thing is perfectly clear. There's strong, then there's Kansas City strong. For more than 180 years, Kansas City has faced countless challenges and powered through each to embrace a brighter day. Across our city and in every corner of our community, you are coming together by staying apart, showing your strength in solitude. Now is the time to dig in and do what's necessary. Today, Kansas City Strong is our battle cry. Show us your strength, Kansas City. 
They're strong. Then there's Kansas City strong. Visit us online at kansascitystrong.org. If there was any more of a humanitarian in Kansas City than Buck O'Neill, I have not met either him or her yet. If there was a man who was as big a peacemaker as Buck O'Neill was here in Kansas City, again, I have yet to meet either him or her. I want to share some words Actually, I'll go to YouTube to do this. Of some speeches that Buck made through the years. A Hall of Fame induction ad address. I'll get to that in a moment. To start things, the subjects he wanted to share about were on the subject of Ty Cobb, Georgia Peach, <laughs> and Prejudice. Just a second here. Ty Cobb was very hostile to people. Not only black sheep, if you know the history of Ty Cobb, love kill the father. You understand what a kill his father? Yeah, Ty Cobb had the top. Come on, Ty Cobb was that big Ty Cobb mean he wasn't only mean to black sheep, God mean to anybody. That was Ty Cobb. I read somewhere that I eat cancer, I eat AIDS, a young 
get ugly if you want to. And a lot of people did. God didn't make it that way. No, he didn't. See? Because somebody had to teach how it called prejudice. No baby prejudice. Hmm? No. You teach these things. You teach these things. And actually, The man was class personified, without a doubt. I want to share with you a speech that he had made, and this will be my final speech for this segment. This was from Cooperstown. Couldn't have been too terribly long ago. Anyway, here's Buck. It is my honor to introduce one of the most generous and most loved man ever associated with the game of baseball. He's going to bat leadoff today. A player and manager in the Negro Leagues. He's an American treasure. And baseball and all Americans are better off because of the sunshine he spreads. His always inspiring and always positive message. Please join me in welcoming my good friend, heck, everybody's good friend, Buck O'Neill. Over there, 
Know what you're saying? Oh, Mrs. Robinson. Tell you what. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Madam C.J. Walker was doing that a hundred years ago. And she made millions, to tell you the truth. Madam C.J. Walker was the first black woman millionaire in this country. And to tell you, Madam C.J. Walker might have been the first woman millionaire in the country that earned it. They had other women millionaires, but they inherited the money. Madam C.J. Walker earned it. Next, Negro League Baseball. All you needed was a bus, and we rode in some of the best buses money could buy. Yeah, and a couple of sets of uniform, you could have 20 of the best athletes that ever lived. And that's who we are representing here today. It was outstanding. And playing in the Negro League, what a lot of you don't know. See, when I played in the Negro League, I first came to the Negro League, 5% of major league ball players were college men because the major leaguers want them right out of high school. Put them in the minor league, bring them on in. But Negro leagues, 40% of Negro leagues, leaguers were college men. The reason that was we always spring trained in a black college town. And that's who we played in spring training, the black colleges. So when school was out, they came play baseball. When baseball season was over, they'd go back to teaching, to coaching, or to classes. That was Negro League Baseball. And I'm proud to have been a Negro League ball player. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you what, they always say to me, Buck, I know you hate people for what they did to you or what they did to your folks. I said, no, man, I, I never learned to hate. I hate cancer. Cancer killed my mother. My wife died 10 years ago of cancer. I'm single, ladies. <laughs> A good friend of mine, I hate AIDS. A good friend of mine died of AIDS three months ago. I hate AIDS. But I can't hate a human being because my God never made anything ugly. Now, you can be ugly if you want a boy, but God didn't make you that way. Uh-uh. So, I want you to light this valley up this afternoon. Martin said agape is understanding, creative, a redemptive goodwill toward all men. Agape is an overflowing love which seeks nothing in return. And when you reach love on this level, you love all men. Not because you like them, not because their ways appeal to you, but you love them because God loved them. And I love Jehovah my God with all my heart, with all my soul, and I love every one of you as I love myself. Now, I want you to do something for me. I'm thinking to get off this stage now. I think I've done my six minutes. But I want you to do something for me. I want you to hold hands. Whoever's next to you, hold a hand. Come on, you Hall of Famers. Hold hands. All you people out there, 
whole hand. Everybody hooked up. Everybody hooked up. Well, and I tell you what. See, I know my brothers up here. My brothers over there. I see some black brothers of mine and sisters out there. I know they can sing. Can you white folks sing? I want you to sing after me. The greatest thing. Come on, everybody. The greatest thing. And all of my life. Is loving you. The greatest thing. And all of my life. How can you not listen to someone like Buck O'Neill and smile? The man was very definitely class personified. And to the Negro Leagues, you can't see it here, but I am taking my cap completely off to you. Happy 100 years, and may you have many more. A look ahead to our next show is up next. During the month of June, while I was away from this broadcast, life continued to go on. And there's one particular story that went on in June that I want to share with you on the next edition of this show. Liban Music, which was in the 40th and Main Area, located in the 40th and Main Area in KC Mo, closed its doors for good on the 20th of June. And we're going to be taking a look on the next edition of the New Directions podcast at 70 years of business. I have kind of a connection in that I was a one-time customer. And I will be telling you that story as we go along on that edition too. They closed on the 20th of January. I'll throw in the old side of town as well. This is very definitely a good while it lasted story. 70 years of live and music on the next edition here of the New Directions podcast. And on that note, that's going to wind things up for this edition. Thank you for being with me as always. We'll see you the next time around as we remember 70 years of live and music. To get us out of here for this show, a little Willie, Mickey, and hold on just a second here. To get us out of here for this show... Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Here's Terry Cashman. The Wiz kids want it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comic.
comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Pazuski Campanella, talking baseball. I'm talking. 